Hey friends, Darren here with another episode of That Drum Life Podcast. Yeah, that's right. Today and every Tuesday, new episodes of That Drum Life Podcast. As always, you can reach out to me at Darren at ThatDrumLife.com. That's Darren with one R at ThatDrumLife.com. So this week on That Drum Life Podcast, I wanted to talk to you about adding electronics to your drum set. Now, this is a subject that's been gone over millions of times in the magazines and on YouTube and everything like that. I just wanted to share with you my experience and then maybe, just maybe, you can take a piece of my advice, run with it, and see where it takes you. All right, so let's paint the picture. You have a drum set. You know how to play, you know what you're doing behind the drum set. You're looking for a little bit more. You're looking to either augment the sound of your acoustic kit, or you're looking to add some trigger pads to your drum set to add to what's already there. Put some synthetic sounds, some new sounds that you would not be able to get out of an acoustic instrument. Either way is cool. You can combine the two, it's great. So to start out, have something in mind of what you're looking to accomplish. Have a goal in mind. Once you accomplish that goal, then you can be creative and add to the system and everything like that. But in order to keep your wallet from catching fire, I'd like you to start with a budget of a couple of hundred dollars, $200, $300. Within that budget, you can definitely get yourself something to get you started. And usually that's the hardest part. Once you started with something, then you can be creative and branch out and find out what you need and kind of fine tune what you're looking for. To get started, decide whether you wanna augment your acoustic drum sound or if you wanna add trigger pads and a drum module. The main difference here is that with augmenting your acoustic drum sound, that involves a drum trigger. You know, one of the ones that clamps onto your drum hoop, and there's a little pad that comes down and makes a light contact with the drum head. Now, that trigger goes out either into a drum module or it can go into a trigger to MIDI converter. There are several drum companies that make drum triggers. Uh, Roland makes them, Yamaha makes them, D-Drum makes them, uh, Pentec makes them. You can even build your own. Now, kids, back in my day, there was a place called Radio Shack, and you could get a piezo transducer and reverse wire it into a quarter-inch input jack, then get some double-sided tape to stick it on a drum head, and then you have a perfect drum trigger for maybe $3. Not really a very sophisticated piece of hardware here. The higher end drum triggers, first of all, fundamentally they all work exactly the same, but the higher end, what you're actually paying for is a nice metal casing um, and a clamping mechanism that will actually sit on your drum, not damage the drum, and you can smash it with a drumstick a few times without it shattering into a million pieces. But the guts of any drum trigger, yeah, they're all the same. And functionality-wise, they do the same thing too. The trigger creates a voltage and sends that voltage to the drum module or the trigger to MIDI converter, basically saying how hard something was struck, right? Pretty simple. So let's talk about the difference here between what a drum module is and what a trigger to MIDI converter is. A drum module is also a trigger to MIDI converter. However, there are other products out there that are only trigger to MIDI converters. The primary difference between the both of them is that a drum module has built-in sounds. 
there are kits in there. You can turn the wheel and change kits and that kind of thing. A trigger to MIDI converter has no built-in sounds. It has one job and it's tasked to do just that one job. It takes a signal from an acoustic drum trigger or a trigger pad and then converts that signal into MIDI that a sampler or your computer can read. So it goes from the acoustic drum trigger or the trigger pad to the trigger to MIDI converter to your sampler or computer. Now, all the information that's sent, since there's no sounds being sent, just information, all that's being sent is what you hit and how hard you hit it, which is perfect for drummers because just the nature of our instrument, our drums are naturally decaying. You hit the drum and it just naturally decays. What I mean by that is we don't have to worry about stopping a sound. If you have a keyboard, for example, when you push down a key, that sends a MIDI message saying that you are playing a note. When you let your finger off of the key, that sends another MIDI message saying that you're not playing the note anymore and you're telling the sampler to stop playing that sound. With drums, we don't really have to worry about stopping a note. So we hit the drum, the trigger produces the voltage, it sends to the trigger to MIDI converter or the drum module and says, here, here's a numeric value of what drum was hit and how hard it was hit. Take those numbers and play the sound that you're assigned to play. And that's basically how it works. And it's a real easy setup that doesn't involve a ton of money and it doesn't involve a ton of extra gear. In fact, if you have drum triggers on your acoustic drums, you can probably just leave them on the drums when you put the drums in the cases. Your first drum trigger is probably gonna be the bass drum. After that, it's gonna be the snare. And then you can fill out the toms if you need triggers on those as well. You can also find kits for a full pack kit that comes with a bass drum trigger, snare, and triggers for the toms as well. I know D-Drum makes a, a kit like that. Roland makes a kit like that. If you can find them used, great. If not, even buying brand new, it's not a huge investment, but it's a really cool way to get started. Next, you need cables for everything. You need to check to see what kind of cables you need and then buy all the cables. And then you need some kind of drum module or as I said before, the trigger to MIDI converter. If you're just planning on running a kick and snare, uh, trigger setup, I highly recommend the Roland TM2. And it's uh, a little module. It's one of my favorite modules that Roland makes. It's about the size of a chicken sandwich. So you can put it really anywhere around your kit, and which is great because now I want to go get a chicken sandwich. Once you get your trigger set up and get everything plugged in, you can assign sounds to it. It has built-in sounds or you can upload your own sounds to an SD card and put that SD card into the module so that you can play your own sounds with it. And really, any of the modern drum modules will work the same way. There's a ton of built-in sounds, and then you can also load in your own sounds. Now, if you have a bass drum trigger, then you get the acoustic sound of your bass drum, plus whatever sound uh, you'd like out of your module. So you're basically layering two sounds together, which in the studio is a very, very common thing. For your snare drum, it's the same way. You put a trigger on your snare drum, you pick another snare drum sound, or even you can branch out a little bit and get a hand clap sound or a tambourine sound, and you can get both your acoustic snare drum sound and whatever sound added on, layered onto the snare drum, which is a great way to add some dimension to your snare drum sound. Also, with acoustic drum triggers, you can use them really to trigger anything. 
So they're just sending out voltage. They're just sending out signals. If whatever you're sending them to can recognize those signals, well, that means you can control loops. You can start loops and stop loops. You can control lights with them. You can control fog machines if you want to. You can control gates or other effects with drum triggers. So they're really cool and really versatile to uh, have. Just bring them into your drumming world and, uh, and learn how to use them. Now, the second part is having a standalone electronic drum system, which is a drum module and trigger pads. Now, these pads come in a variety of different shapes and sizes. Some of them are in the shape of a bar uh, that you can just place anywhere around the kit. Some of them can uh, clamp onto uh, your acoustic drum hoop. Um, some of them require their own stand. Uh, some of them are the size of full drums. So if you have an acoustic drum and you don't want to have anything on there that takes away from the look, you can get a drum that is a full-size drum that's fully electronic. You can even take an acoustic drum and convert it into a 100% electronic drum. This way, you're not combining an acoustic sound with an electric sound. You're getting a 100% electric sound all from the module, whatever sound you have programmed to respond to that trigger pad. Now, most of the small drum trigger pads can only send one signal. So that means when you hit the drum pad, you're only gonna get one sound. Now that can change dynamically, but it's still that one sound. The next step up is a dual zone pad. Now typically that's the drum playing surface and the rim. There's two different triggers in there and they can trigger two different sounds. It doesn't have to be a rim sound, you can make it whatever you want. You can have the head portion of the trigger pad trigger a high bongo sound and then the rim triggers a low bongo sound. It can really be whatever you want, whatever sound you wanna to assign to which position, the rim or the head. There's even three zone pads and four zone pads, and you can even program modules to change the sound if you're starting to play harder or if you're starting to play softer. It can change the sound that way. Uh, really, this guy's the limit. It just depends on how involved you wanna get. Nine times out of 10, if you're playing live gigs, you just want a simple trigger pad that can trigger, say, you know, the old early 2000s cliche 808 bass drop. Come on, I did it. I know you did too. Even having just that one pad there, uh, it adds an amazing dimension to the drum set. So adding two pads, just even more so if you're incorporating triggers and pads, well, you can go as far down the rabbit hole as you would like. You can also take the plunge into one of those all-in-one boxes. I'm talking about the multi-pads. These are, it's a pad set with a drum module built in, like the Roland SPD-SX drum pad or the Yamaha Multi-12 or the Alesis Strike multi-pad. These are really, really fun, professional toys. Now, I love the multi-pads just because it's a great way to get all kinds of pads into a very small space. You can pretty much put it anywhere around your drum kit, and they're your pads and your drum module all in one box. Plus, most of them have trigger inputs, so you can use acoustic drum triggers and plug them into the multi-pad setup so that you have your acoustic drum triggers, you have trigger pads and a drum module all together and really in quite an easy setup. 
And really all of them out there, you can run an entire show pretty much from just that multi-pad setup. You can run backing tracks off of it. You can send a click track to yourself and uh, whoever else in your band needs it. You can even send MIDI program changes that can change the sound of other MIDI devices on stage, like your guitarist's axe effects if they're running something like that. Or if you have a keyboard player, here comes the verse and going into the chorus, the keyboard sound changes. That can all be programmed in your multi-pad setup that you have. So they're very, very cool boxes. Plus they're just fun to kind of, to, to get into the programming, get into the nuts and bolts of it and see what you can do. It helps you as a drummer. It just broadens your mind about what, what's available to you and what you can do. And plus kids understanding that kind of stuff makes you more hireable. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it do. It makes you more hireable. I mean, come on, here in Los Angeles, every third person is a great drummer. So what is it that sets you apart from the pack? If it's this knowledge of electronics and how they incorporate into your drumming product, then man, that's a wonderful thing. Keep on that path. Now, the responsibility of that usually falls on the drummer. I've never once heard an instance where a vocalist's audition hinges upon whether or not they can program drum loops or not. Uh, same thing with the guitarists. It's usually the drummer. And as it should be. I mean, drummers are awesome and we're attractive. So that responsibility should fall on the drummer. And it's your responsibility to figure out what's out there, what's available to you, and what the best way to incorporate that into your drumming product is. It could be acoustic drum triggers, it could be trigger pads, it could be a multi-pad setup, it could be all three. It could be an entire electronic setup. Don't fear the tech. Dive in headfirst. It's part of drumming nowadays. Get to it and have a blast. Okay, now you say, well, that's great, Darren, and everything, but I don't have a ton of money to drop on this kind of gear. I see the prices and it's expensive. Denied. Yeah, that's true, but... You know what? Your first car doesn't need to be a Ferrari. If it is, congratulations. Great. Call me. But the first equipment that you get should be from a known brand, and it should be something that you've done a little research on. Hopefully. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, if you're going to make a purchase, you know, you don't blindly go into it. Or maybe you do, which, hey, you sound like a party and I want to hang out. If it's something that you know that you're going to use in a professional setting, I'd encourage you to buy it new. That way, you know it hasn't been abused or repaired or anything like that. Plus, you get the manufacturer's warranty that goes along with it, which is typically a year. But if you do buy it a chain, then you can also get an extended warranty on top of that, if you would like. That's, that's your choice. Now, if you don't immediately have an application for a piece of gear like that, then just find something to get started. Have something in mind that you want to get, and then check all the used outlets to see if you can find it for a better price. That way you can save a little bit of money, get the piece of gear, and then see where that takes you, if anywhere. Chances are it's going to take you to another piece of gear and then maybe another piece of gear. And then you can really start to build a collection of electronic components that you can bring into your acoustic drum world. And friends, if you have any questions, reach out to me, Darren at ThatDrumLife.com. That's Darren with one R at ThatDrumLife.com. I'm your captain. It's my job to get you out of here alive. So any questions about bringing electronics into your acoustic drum world? That's right. Let's have them. Darren at ThatDrumLife.com. All right, friends. 
Join me next week for a special guest interview with one of my favorite drummers from one of my favorite bands. I cannot wait. Until then, friends, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. That Drum Life podcast is brought to you by Pfeiffer Drum Co. and the Association of Drummers Association. Ad spots are available. Get in touch at Darren at ThatDrumLife.com. That's Darren with one R at ThatDrumLife.com.